0: Welcome to Thinking Outside the Box with Gavin Rubenstein. Conversations between Gavin and the people he believes have trailblazed by thinking outside the box
1: in their field, industry, or even just in his office.
2: Welcome, Pat Cosgrove. Thank you for having me. And team Don Riley, Liam O'Donnell. Pat, today I wanted to just get together with uh, you and the guys to celebrate what was a record month for you in gross commission earnings in October. Quite interesting that uh, it was your biggest month because you've been in the game for about 10 years mm. and you know, I want to kind of unpack some of the things you've been doing um, that have worked for you.
1: Amazing, thank you.
2: What can you tell me about these two gentlemen to, to my right and you, the dynamic and how Team Cosgrove essentially operates?
1: These two guys, and it's hard to find I think in young people these days, have an incredible work ethic. And they just want it more than anybody I've ever seen. Like they're in the office first and they're probably there last. And that's a hard one to beat in our office.
2: Yeah. Don sends me videos of him being at the gym at five AM at five. That's when I'm waking up yeah. all the time, consistently. Yeah.
1: That's incredible. <laughs> like, yeah, like I, I don't do that as much as I'd like to. Like I'm in there sometimes five fifteen, five twenty, five thirty. Right. And he's there like bang on five. You get a photo of anytime fitness, the symbol, and you know he's on. And what can
2: you tell me about their role? What what, what they do?
1: They do a lot of prospecting. We
2: want to look under the hood.
1: A lot of nurturing. They do a lot of appointments that maybe like the building inspections, value appointments, things like that. They do all the opens with me, Mm -hmm. helping set up, pack up. They also help with vendor management and things like that. If a vendor can't get a hold of me, they can get a hold of them because as a team, we're across everything. Yep. Everybody knows what I'm thinking and what's actually happening as the minute rolls out.
2: Mm -hmm. Are they dealing with vendors? Or is that yeah,
1: absolutely. Like a right. vendor will call them if they can't get a hold of me and they'll be across everything.
2: Right. So essentially you're $3 producing pieces. Absolutely. For, for Team Cosgrove. If
1: there's something that I could be doing better in a task or an appointment or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, they will take that off my plate so that I can.
3: Don, what do you like about what you do? I just love the team. I think everyone's got that same mindset and the same goal to yep. try to make us, you know, or to be number one in the office and to be the number one team in the Ray White Network. And I think when all goals align together as one, you know, we just keep striving forward, and Pat always picks up where you know whenever I drop the ball, or if that ever may be the case. And so does Liam. So we've always got each other's backs, no matter what. I think the work ethic that we have is second to none, and especially coming from a, a different office mm. and coming to Ray White TRG, it just elevates you more and makes you want to push and 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 strive more. How the accountability? And when I say that, I mean you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like we were accountable before we came and joined you, like really accountable. And now it's like on a whole different level of accountability.
2: What can you tell me
3: about the accountability and and how it's changed kind of your real estate world? Well, before I joined Pat, like there was not really that much accountability with myself. You know, I just walk into office and try and book some appraisals, whether they were selling or not selling at all. And that was my aim to get in the door. But Pat and I guess yourself shifted that mentality and said, look, is there an outcome? And is there a way that they will sell in the next 12 months? And if mm. there is, get in the door, then work the motivation from there. And I think that, that, that shifted my way that I do business as well. I don't, I don't want to waste time anymore. So it's now, can I get somewhere with this transaction or with this person and help them in the future? If not, then we'll go to the next person and keep going from there. Yeah,
2: 100%. I think the difference between you know a practitioner and a real estate agent, mm. and most people are real estate agents, is that a practitioner gets paid you know, for their time. So, you know, it's, it's great to hear that. Liam, what about you? What, what can you tell me about kind of the role that, that you play? You've been with Pat for how long?
0: Just two years almost on the
2: dot,
1: right? It felt like a hundred.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> 50 <laughs> benefit. Yeah. Um, look, it's interesting because I'd only really been in the industry for a short period before joining Pat. So I didn't have a huge grasp on exactly what's expected of a young agent almost. And I guess that's kind of how I see my role with Pat is, you know, I am, I am an agent, but I've got the training wheels on Mm. and what I can't do, Pat's there to pick up on. And
2: so, yeah. How old are you? Uh, 25. 25. It's interesting, actually. We can, I mean, we're here to essentially talk about October, which was your biggest month in gross commission earnings Mm. in the last 10 years, which for me particularly was a point I wanted to highlight, given you've been in the business a long time, I want to talk about what you think helped the team get there. But Liam... In his own right, because we run a competition in the office for the sales executives and all, you know, the, the support cast if you like, mm. around who contributes the most to their team. And Liam is number one on that front for the financial year at, at the Rubenstein Group. What do you think, you know, has helped you get to that position? What, what what kind of is and or are your principles to ensure that you're hitting your targets? I think once again, is the
0: accountability, not just in Uh, kind of showing up. It's about making sure that you do all the one percenters. And so I think that run of success has been based on using the momentum and making sure that whether it's prospecting, whether it's making sure that, you know, you meet the neighbors or, you know, you've got all the inquiry, people that have inquired that are half looking or, or maybe looking, they're ready to sell, they're comparing. It's just making sure that, you know, all the one percenters, all the small actions are done. And yeah, it's just kind of been a bit lucky as well, I guess.
2: Yeah, oh, well, I think you make your own luck, but um, you're probably the quietest guy in the office. You know, I love to see the the quietest guy performing, you know, the best. So let's just hope that you can keep maintaining those numbers till uh, the close of financial year. Absolutely, Pat. You have been in how many offices in the last kind of ten years before you came uh, over to us?
1: Three offices before years. Three offices in
2: the last ten years. Okay, and what can you tell me about? the recruitment process. I mean, when I opened up the office, I had always identified you as a very, very suitable candidate for the brand, even before we kind of really knew each other, thought you could be someone that could help me build you know, the dream. Run me through kind of how the process unfolded.
1: Are you referring to when you approached me about seven years ago and you chose Oliver over me? Is that, is that you're referring to?
2: <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> See, it was a yeah, long game, right? It was a long conversation. But we,
1: but we never seriously spoke no, about it. It was like a, a brush in the street. Correct. You were thinking about expanding and then, and then you did, and I didn't think you would. <laughs> and every, every time you think he won't do something, he does it. <laughs> but yeah, I think for me, it was always I looked at you and the other guys, and I always saw that there was a spotlight on them. And, you know, hate them or love them, I always thought these guys actually back it up like they work. And When
2: you say these guys, you're talking about-
1: T-R-G. The rest, like Oliver, Kai, Oliver, and and everybody else in the office. The girls especially. Like, I've never seen, you know, operation and marketing and finance people- Back in the office at seven, eight, nine o'clock at night.
2: It's a it's a level of dedication that you just don't see in a real estate office. You don't see. And look, I'm biased because, you know, essentially I'm trying to maintain it and improve it on a daily basis. But to hear that from a guy who's been at three other offices and got ten years experience, you know, is always a good thing. What has been, would you say, the main difference and the most beneficial point of difference for you as a as a real estate practitioner, having the sort of support that you get at TRG?
1: The one thing that we've got from support is like next level accountability. Yeah. I've worked with principals before and you'd speak to them maybe if you're lucky every day, every second day, every three days. Mm-hmm. You and I would catch up every week for half an hour or so. Face to face. But we would speak like 10 or 12 times oh, a day yeah. over the text, face to face. I honestly didn't think that you'd be around as much as you are. Yeah. Considering everything that you're doing at the moment. And yeah. like, I've talked to the team, and like, this is, you've got a lot going on, you know? Mm. And like, it just shows that how free you are now, like, there's so much more that can be taken on.
2: Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, it's incredible. You know, Don nailed it when, when he touched on accountability earlier. He was talking about his previous experience coming into the office, making mm. a few calls. The challenge we have as an industry, and the reason why a lot of agents kind of don't get anywhere is because they struggle to manage the freedom. You know yeah. that we have because there's no, you know, set times and yeah. and you know you've always got. I would say the principal, the sales manager, watching your numbers at the end of the month or at the end of the quarter. But by then it's kind of too late, right? Yeah. So for me, I guess it was always and is always going to be important to hold everyone who works in the office accountable because we've got a certain standard that we want to uphold. And I think. What you measure, you manage. Yeah. So, you know, that's always an important kind of point of it, right?
1: And it's incredible. Like we'd be checking into our our team's goals every hour. There'd be some days where I'd be getting texts from you every hour going, What have you listed? What have you sold in the last hour? <laughs> it's true. But you know what? Like It just changes your focus.
2: And the reason we're here today is, mm. you know, you've just had your biggest month yeah. in gross commission earnings in, in ten years. And so it's working. The challenge now is can you back it up? And are you going to back it up? Because consistency is key. You know, again, yeah. most real estate agents are consistent with being inconsistent.
1: That's it. That's greatness, isn't it? That's what we, when you sent me that video last week, it's not, you know, can you do it one day, one week, one month, even one year? Have a great year. It's can you back it up consistently year after year?
2: And that's what we're, we're going through. Don, what about you? I mean, main kind of difference versus other officers, how it benefits you in
3: what you do on a day to day? What would that be? As a team, as TIG, because there's two levels upstairs, downstairs, I, I touched on it before. Everyone's got the same mindset. Yeah. Everyone's all in line to do the best they can. Yeah. And they all support one another. I've been to other offices where one agent might you know, undercut someone else and cut someone off out of, you know, out of a deal. Whereas if you're both working on the same owner, let's do it together. Like Ollie and I did the same thing. We appraised a property the other day. Did it together at the same time because mm. we were both talking to the owner. So the- it's,
2: it's wild there hasn't been one argument over commission. I, there's not been one. Uh, that's like one of the main points of friction at any other office. And look there've been conversations I know between some guys sometimes heated conversations but there's never been like you know a spit the dummy type mm. throw the chair at someone debate over a commission. It's interesting you say that.
1: Like yeah. everybody would go for a coffee with everybody in the office. 100%. But like there's not one person who looks at the other person's like oh they don't get along. Mm, yeah that's very interesting, I thought
2: yeah, and I think I think it's the standards that we uphold, you know if someone is underperforming, it's just not going to be tolerated. I mean, we have a weekly catch up as a team, part of the accountability strategy. You and I got into it a little bit a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? Oh, a couple of words. tell me a bit about what happened
3: to be honest with you you know i i i I just saw myself putting in the effort and obviously the pause weren't dropping at the moment and obviously you saw that as you know don's doing all the work but nothing's coming you know dropping and, and and presenting itself to go to market or saleable and i think it was a like constant pressure and i guess accountability that we all touched on before was like, look don where is it where is it where is it mm. and like i'll show you and like the next week i'll go like i think
1: there was like three listings that came forward or something correct
3: but, <laughs> but before that before that what did i say to you you said that i'm better than what i am I remember that. You, you, you touched on the point where you, you said, look, I know you put in the hard yards. I know you put in the hours. It's like you could put more balls in the air, more opportunities up there to, to obviously present more you know, listing opportunities at least. Yeah. And what question did I ask you that kind of got um, the reaction? What's your plan B? Yeah. And that's what you said. You said, what's your plan B after real estate? And in, in, in six months time when you don't hit your target, what are you going to do when you leave real estate? Yeah. And you lost it.
2: Yeah, And I love that. And I said to Pat, actually, I mean, your response to that was, you got quite pissed off. Mm -hmm. And I, I said to Pat after, because we obviously communicate privately as well. And I said, Don's got it. I'm like, and he wants it. And the fact that he so passionately responded to that question, that was a throwaway question. I it was, test you it was all a the lot time. Hundred percent. I was like, this guy's gonna he's he's good. He's he's definitely a keeper and we just gotta give him time. We we, you know, gotta give him more work. And I said to Pat, like, I'm not here to be your friends. Absolutely. We are all great friends, mm. but that to me comes secondary. You it's know, bonus. point point one is we wanna we wanna do good business. Absolutely. Right. Liam, what about you? This office versus the others, what's what's your takeaway? Or what do you love most about it?
0: I think, I mean, previously in other offices I've worked with hardworking and I look at it from a junior's perspective, people that are, you know, still Mm. learning their craft as well. But to be in an office where, you know, you're you're first in and last to leave and it's, you know, by a minute or two, it's it's close. You know, if someone else is making a call and you know, you're getting a little tired, you know, you might get a little distracted for five minutes and you hear three other people all you know, on a phone call, you just kind of snap and you're like, what am I doing? Get on the phone. Yeah. And so it's that, that extra little bit of motivation. I mean, it's always hard to show up every single day and give it 110%, but it's a lot easier when you've got people right beside you pushing you as well. Yeah. I feel like it, it works well.
2: Everyone on the same page. He- hearing, you know, different versions of much of the same fiber, which is great. I mean, that's, mm. what, that's what we want. So October 2020 was the biggest month ever for Patrick Cosgrove. And Team Cosgrove, GCI gross earnings. You earned about two hundred and ten thousand for the month, yep. which is just phenomenal. You know, I always say progression is key in this game. And so long as we're doing better than yesterday, or this month is better than last month, you know we're on the right track. And sometimes I should take my own advice and try to build patience around that.
1: Can't wait for November, huh? Hey?
2: <laughs> what can you tell me technically, Pat? And and you guys jump in if if you think appropriate anywhere, you know that that really enabled you or put you in a position of strength to write those sort of numbers? Because that's a great outcome and something to be very, very proud of. What, what can you give us and what can the people who are listening to this, if anyone decides to listen, um, outside of
1: just My mom us, will be there. us in the office,
2: <laughs> that can kind of help them if they, or how can they have a month like you've just had in October?
1: I'd have to say it's urgency. Yeah, right. Like That's probably one of the biggest things that we took away in that conversation where everything was just urgent. It was like you show a buyer that day, <laughs> call them within an hour yeah, and say, you know, you're interested, do you want to sign a contract? Mm. Whereas I think especially like in this market, a lot of people would be very scared to be like, oh, I shouldn't push that buyer too hard. I don't want to lose them. There's not, you know, there's not three or four straight after them. This isn't a, 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 a so to speak, a seller's market, when it could be as well Yep, because stock is tight. Yep, And I think that was really interesting is that we just started chasing buyers harder and vendors as well. We upped the communication. So like everything, we kept them like, When we knew we were setting up to sell a property within the next three or four days, like our communication with the vendors just went through the roof. Yeah. Like we were calling them every hour. And I know you had that sort of baseline. It was always start calling your vendors morning and night. Yeah. And then as soon as you're getting to that crunch time where you're about to do the deal and you're about to get contracts coming forward, it was like call them every hour just to let them know, hey, the contract's gone out. Hey, changes have come in. Hey, we've replied back to the changes. Hey, they bought the building inspection. Yeah. Hey, just wanted low and I just had a conversation, but this was a conversation. Just every step of the way. So they felt like they were all the way there. So that when you drop by their house with their contract, they had been all the way through that they knew that's that was the final step. Smoothness at that point. It was just smooth. Poetry. It was poetry. And we've had a few poetries together.
2: <laughs> a, a few sessions of poetry. I've noticed as well, like just from a from my perspective, and I obviously analyze, you know, all of your your businesses and your behaviors. You know, how long ago did you start with us now? Must be like five months now, I think. Five months. So if I were to talk about Patrick five months ago versus Patrick today, you know, one of the main differences I notice is five months ago, if I messaged you, I'd maybe get a response in three hours, four hours Mm. versus today. If I message you, I get a response in seconds and five months ago, I'd call you and it would ring out most of the time. Yep. Now I call you, if you don't pick it up, you send me a text saying you're on the phone, you'll call me right back and you do. Mm. So it seems like you've adopted this word urgency into your practice kind of full circle as opposed to just vendors and that's making a lot
1: of the difference. And I've got a really bad text, neck as well. I'm just like... <laughs> Don,
2: what about you? What have you noticed in, in Pat? I mean, in terms of a, a change you know, that's
3: helped him or, or given him the ability to, to put up such a successful month? I think the support. TIG wide, even when it comes to Cheney and Remy and the admin Superstars, huh? Like 10 out of 10. Superstars, yeah. They're freaks. They're freaks. Yeah. They take a lot of uh, pressure off the admin side of things where I guess Pat or sometimes Liam and Mm -hmm. I don't really have the time to do. They're all responsive like that though, aren't they? Mm -hmm. The second you text them, they'll get back to you.
1: Like whether it's Sunday Or it's saturday late afternoon nothing waits till monday like when you sell a property like we sold one saturday night at 10 o'clock when i woke up at like eight o'clock after a few hours of celebrating and a a bit of a headache and i woke up the next morning eight o'clock and the property was already sold online and i had like a sold inquiry saying oh what did you sell it for and i was like oh that's right we sold something last night you know and -hmm. like it was like happening like urgently like like it's just incredible like the speed And speed is key, I think, in this market.
2: Speed of economy. And I think the world we live in today, people, Mm. buyers, sellers, anyone we encounter appreciates speed. Mm. Liam, your observation of Pat kind of, you know, versus five months ago and Pat today and and what's helped him? Uh, Like, I think
0: we can talk about how good last month was from a a dollar perspective. But all of that started, you know, three, four months ago when we first joined. And it's that change in, and I I think it's more the like daily activities, you know, being so accountable, we track so much that, you know, sometimes we might overcomplicate things. And I think when we got here, we kind of broke it down and tried to have a conversation around, well, what's essential? What's a dollar productive activity? How can we do more of those? And I think it's been a slow build up. I mean, we were almost pushing in September to have a record month and things just didn't drop. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, October, it just started to click and mm. that you know m- momentum just started to roll. And like
2: I said, with the urgency, it just all kind of fell into place. Yeah. It's that ability to keep pursuing your goal with the same vigor, with the same mm. energy and determination after you have setbacks and a setback would have been i remember september you wanted to hit a record month you didn't but i think that motivated you more you know to go after it in october and and you did and um just congratulations for me personally guys and and we'll wrap it up here huge honor to have you as part of the the team more importantly just very very excited by watching the growth Mm. and i'm going to continue being excited with the continued growth Absolutely. moving forward. So just really appreciate the commitment all three of you um, you give. It's, it's phenomenal.
1: Thank you for taking us to the office as well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Thinking Outside the Box with Gavin Rubenstein. Subscribe now for future episodes.